welcome to another episode of Beyond Four Walls, and I have decided to sneak in an extra episode to extend season one with a further six episodes. I'm grateful to the guests who have been kind enough to talk to me. Nick Gazard discussed the awful death of his daughter Holly, but how he has kept her memory alive with the launch of the Holly Gazard Trust 10 years ago. And Taz Thornton spoke openly about her breakdown and how she has turned her life around since the day she tried to take her own life. But she hasn't just changed her own life, she has changed the life of so many other people, including myself. And Louise Hunt-Skelly, PLY, discussed her incredible career and how creating inclusive living spaces should be at the forefront of everyone's mind. And of course, Alice Cadfan-Lewis, who was my most recent guest, who told me her story of how she started working in recruitment and the huge importance surrounding women supporting women in the leasehold sector. Her supportive nature led her to co-found Doyen, which is the most respected and prominent forum for women across the industry. And today, I would like to take a moment to talk about something else that I am very passionate about, which is women in property and also women in business. Uh, The landscape of the property industry has witnessed a really significant transformation with the increasing presence of women in various roles. And while progress has been made, there really remains a, a substantial gender gap in senior leadership positions, particularly for women with children who desire to continue their careers. And I wanted to take a moment to explore how we can overcome challenges and stereotypes, shedding light on the persistent struggles faced by women in property. And as I said, women in business. So for years, the narrative of women being ill-suited for senior roles echoed through the halls of the property industry. And I personally experienced years of scepticism, being told that I needed to own my stripes and that I was too wet behind the ears to take on challenging responsibilities. And But the continuous need to prove myself in a male-dominated environment not only took a toll on my mental well-being, but also led to burnout and alarmingly sepsis at the end of last year. Now, balancing motherhood and a demanding career, of course, creates additional hurdles. My daughter, who is amazing, was born three years into my entrepreneurial journey, just four months before the onset of the global pandemic. Now, navigating a difficult pregnancy with gestational diabetes meant frequent medical checkups. Running my own business provided flexibility to catch up on work later in the day, but the question remains, how would this be perceived in a traditional workplace? The threat of judgment and the infamous, oh, she's leaving again, comments would undoubtedly circulate the office, showcasing the need for more supportive work environments. And affordable childcare also plays a crucial role in helping women get back into work. And the significance of accessible and affordable childcare extends far beyond economic considerations. It directly impacts women's participation in the workforce and contributes to their mental health and overall life satisfaction. And despite the challenges, women in property have made significant contributions to the economy and the working world. According to recent statistics, the number of women in property-related professions has risen steadily. However, the ratio of women in senior leadership roles remains disappointingly low. And the untapped potential of female professionals is evident. And addressing this disparity is crucial for the overall growth and diversity of the industry. Women-owned small businesses in the property sector have played a pivotal role in enhancing the economy. And the caring and compassionate nature often attributed to women are valuable traits that the block management world really needs. 
Right? Small businesses led by women contribute not only to economic growth, as I said, but also bring fresh perspectives and innovative approaches to the industry. And to bridge the gender gap in senior leadership, the property industry must actively encourage and support more women in advancing their careers. Flexibility in work arrangements, eliminating biases and fostering inclusive environments are essential steps. Now, some examples of what to do or how to do this, I should say, would be to introduce flexible work hours or remote work options to accommodate the diverse needs of employees or implement job sharing arrangements to allow employees to share responsibilities so they can maintain a work life balance. This might not be just for children. This could be any caring responsibility. But although block management is generally a full time and a bit more type of job, employing part time staff gives opportunities for those who may have care giving responsibilities and you could also look at establishing mentoring programs where experienced leaders mentor women female employees to help them advance in their career or develop leadership training programs specifically designed for women to enhance their skills and confidence and one thing that I have found invaluable is participation in industry conferences, workshops, seminars to broaden exposure and networking opportunities. And I've met so many wonderful people this way and it has really helped to progress my career. You could also offer family leave policies that are inclusive and supportive to both mothers and fathers. And when my daughter was born, my husband and I made the decision for him to take parental leave rather than me having the usual maternity leave. And don't get me wrong, it was really difficult. And I felt like I was often on the outside looking in, trying to spin hundreds of plates at once and often felt like I was making all the wrong decisions. But I still have an amazing bond with my daughter and I was able to continue on my career path. Now, this won't be right for everybody and potentially impossible for some, but it's still an option to consider. And at the time, it was the right decision for us as a family. If we'd continued to have more children, I'm not sure we would have done it the same way, but it worked for us at the time. Like some other ideas could be on-site childcare facilities or subsidies to make it easier for parents to balance work and family life. And by implementing some of these initiatives, the block management industry can actively work towards creating an environment that supports the career advancement of women and bridges the gender gap in senior leadership roles. Now, we must recognise that women bring unique skills and perspectives that benefit the industry as a whole, which is paramount for future progress. Now, the property management industry, like many others, has historically been male-dominated, and this has contributed to challenges that women may face in the field, and the difficulties women encounter in property management can be attributed to various factors, including some ingrained stereotypes, biases, and a lack of representation. Now, property management has traditionally, as I've said, been a profession dominated by men, and this has led to preconceived notions, I guess, and stereotypes about the roles women can or should play in this industry. But women entering a field with a history of male dominance may face resistance and criticism from others, and that can be really, really difficult. So stereotypes about gender roles can affect how women in property manage and are perceived So, for example, there might be assumptions that women are more suited for administrative tasks rather than leadership roles. An unconscious bias can influence decision making, leading to fewer opportunities for women to advance in their careers or be taken seriously in their roles. Now, networking is a crucial aspect of career development in property management. If women are not well respected in the industry, they they may find it challenging to establish connections, mentorship relationships, or access information that can aid their professional growth. 
Also, a scarcity of female role models in leadership positions within property management can contribute to a perception that women are just not as capable or experienced in the field. So having visible female leaders is essential for inspiring and encouraging other women to pursue and thrive, thrive <laughs> and thrive in property management careers. Now, the fact that contractors and suppliers in the industry are predominantly male can result in women facing challenges when working with relevant parties. Now, there may be instances where women are not given the same level of respect or attention as their male counterparts when interacting with contractors or negotiating contracts. But women in property management may face challenges in being heard and respected during meetings or negotiations. And stereotypes about communication styles can lead to situations where women's ideas or input are not given the same weight as those of their male colleagues. It is essential for the industry to recognise the importance of diversity and take proactive steps to create an inclusive environment that empowers women in property management. Now, I'm not here to bash all the, the men in my industry, anything like that. I just want to make it really crystal clear that women have so much more capability than we are given credit for. And the way that we're treated sometimes just really isn't on. So in my opinion, the narrative of women in property has evolved, yet a number of challenges do still remain and the industry must acknowledge the value of women and not only for diversity's sake, but for the economic and professional growth it can create. It really is time to shatter that glass ceiling and providing equal opportunities for women in property and recognising the indispensable role that they play in shaping the future of the industry. So with this in mind, I also have a little announcement in that I have joined Shreve Care Services as Director of Operations. Now, because of my own journey caring for my grandmother who has dementia and my granddad who had cancer, I realised the lack of support to individuals in my position and my mother's position who do not understand what care is available and what type of care is available. So I was keen to work with another woman in business, obviously, and Janet is really one of the kindest people I've ever had the pleasure to work with. And I realised that there was a synergy between our two businesses when it comes to care requirements and keeping people in their homes for as long as possible. Now, sometimes with a leasehold property, the lease restricts what can and cannot be done. So even the simplicity of grab bars can be rejected by the freeholder or access for carers is restricted. And we wanted to be able to help people living in blocks of flats stay in their homes for as long as possible with the care that they need. So I will finish off this podcast by thanking everyone for listening. And I really, really appreciate your support. And I will leave you to listen to my conversation with Janet about our partnership. Thank you so much. I'm Jodie Fraser of Beyond Four Walls. And I'm Janet Shreve of You Care, I Care. And we're very excited today to tell you a little announcement. I have taken on the role of Director of Operations at Shreve Care Services. And I'm delighted to be part of a team that's not just committed to excellence, but is also passionate about revolutionising the care sector. So together with Janet, we are embarking on a journey to create a dedicated service that goes above and beyond in supporting the needs of the care community. How delighted I am that you're, you're here with me. <laughs> It's been an amazing sort of couple of months, hasn't it, it trying to get has. this sorted. It all started from when we started to do the work together with regards to your grandmother as per our previous co- co- That's podcast. That's right, yeah, yeah. And you were, you know, the, the advice that you 
gave to me and my family was just invaluable. And I think also it was the the support, but it was also the fact that you were so determined that your grand would have what she deserved, Absolutely. and your family and your mom and the rest of it. So it was it was a really it was a really lovely time to sort of be working with you, although not from the scenario with your your grandmother. Yeah. But it sort of allowed us, I suppose, to get to know one another, didn't it? And what we feel is important within the care sector. Yeah, definitely. And I think you know it's it's really important that people like myself and my mother understand the care sector a bit more because we were probably caring for my grandmother longer than we not should have been because we wanted to continue to do it but longer than physically and emotionally we were probably capable of of doing realistically and it just felt like we we had nowhere to turn and no one to step in for us or help us and and it's one of the main reasons why I wanted to work with you, so we can enhance that, I suppose, with within you know what people can can have. And Absolutely, what they need. but also I think when we started to talk about how we would work together and why why we would work together, I suppose as well, it was looking at ways because obviously with the, your other business with Fraser Allen, how we could work to combine the two that they would be you know areas in which they do cross over. And in fact, you put up a post fairly recently, didn't you, about people requiring care within the the companies you work with? Yeah, definitely. I mean, within the leasehold sector, it's um, it's a tricky one because ultimately the fabric of the building isn't owned by the leaseholder. No. It's owned by either the management company or, or the freeholder. Getting anything done in that respect in terms of grab rails or if you need a stair lift or anything like that, it becomes more and more difficult to achieve that result for the person to be able to stay remaining in their home yeah and it's something I've always felt really passionate about because I just want to be able to help people and help them to be happy where they live absolutely and it's also I think as well being realistic and it's like we talked about with your your gran your mother had cared for and you obviously and Mm -hmm. family members had cared for your gran for a long long time and you've done that also for your grandfather people do want to stay in their own homes and looking at ways in which they can and perhaps we can work with people to see how they can stay in their own homes longer if they're able to do so is something we can also look at but it's the, it's the advice isn't it it's the advice side that i feel is just not available or readily available i'm, no. I'm sure if you dug deep enough into the depths of the internet you would probably find a few bits but then even that's confusing because you don't know if you're entitled to it or not even down to power of attorney um you know we had conflicting advice although we had power of attorney for her finances we didn't we were told we didn't need it for her health and welfare because we were her next of kin which isn't the case. Which isn't true. However, I will say we didn't ever have a problem until it came down to sorting out her care. It, it is. It's it's a completely different scenario. But the ways in which I think we're looking to work together, I've learned a lot from you because <laughs> my, my social media skills, my sort of um, ways of putting things together, it's just been brilliant working with you and looking at the different ideas that we're putting together. So there's an awful lot to come in the next few weeks few months isn't yeah there? definitely and I, as I, i'll go back to saying you know we need to make this advice service that we're we're offering is readily available whether that be through an ebook um, leaflets that can be provided for free you know advice via social media you know trying to just get as much information out there as 
as we possibly can, as well as, you know, working with companies. I think also when we've been out together, because we actually had the opportunity, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago, where you came out with me, with one of our clients, and actually saw varying supported living houses, which I think was quite an eye-opener for you, because it's an area, a sector that, that isn't necessarily publicised in the same way as even domiciliary care or care homes. So it was a, it was mm. quite an eye-opener, wasn't it? It was an eye-opener and certainly something that you hear the words, don't yeah. you? You hear the phrase supported living, but you don't really know what that is. But at the same time, it does cover such a wide range of what people need. You know, anything from mental health concerns to autism to alcoholism to drug abuse. You know, it, it's a massive, huge, huge thing mm. that I certainly didn't know. And from a property perspective, for me, it was certainly something that I felt that, you know, we could also help with if if that was needed because things happen. And, Absolutely. You know, but things because of the situation that these, uh, you know, that the people are in, you want their living circumstances to be as nice and perfect as, as it can be. So if you've got a, a broken door handle or a broken window or something. Which we saw. Which we saw. <laughs> you know, ultimately that affects their living experience and you don't want that. So it was an interesting day, wasn't it? It really was. And it, um, although you say it was eye opening, it was also really inspiring to see what the client has put in place for these people. And I think actually one of the things that that um, for me, it's been really, really nice to have because obviously age wise, there's there's a little bit of difference between us, shall we say. (laughs) And it's been really nice to have a younger person's perspective on things because you get quite set in your ways and sometimes having that other person that you can talk about things with or look at ways that we can move it forward or like for example we're doing the website yeah and your help on that putting it together um, ideas of what we can do are absolutely invaluable <laughs> <laughs> well I think it, again it just goes back to the the communication side of things and making sure that things are available and if we can put little snippets of information onto the website that can help somebody then you know although it's not just about marketing and getting our services out there it's really about what can we offer what value can we bring absolutely so it's going to be quite an exciting time isn't it it's and very exciting. yes i don't even know how it sort of happened when i look back because it came on a, on a sort of a friday morning discussion didn't it it did um i think you know there's been various circumstances that have brought us together yes obviously not great with my grandmother obviously but I think the conversation has just grown and this arrangement has grown so naturally and organically. It was really funny because we said the other day, if I actually look back, and I think I've said this before to other people, when I look back, we didn't really know one another a year ago. No. <laughs> and we met, obviously, at um, uh, one of Fiona's wonderful PR days. Yeah. And if we hadn't both been there, we wouldn't be sitting here. So isn't it weird how these things happen? Yeah, I know. And I think it was one of the co-working days that she also puts on. I attended, but it was strange because I was thinking to myself, and I remember really clearly that I didn't want to go that morning because I was up to my eyes with dealing with things with my grandmother and I just wasn't particularly emotionally stable enough to go networking. And I'm just so glad I did because... Unfortunately, you ended up with me crying on your shoulder. But at the same time, you know, this is where it's led. Yeah. So, and also my grandmother is got the care that she needs and deserves. Yeah, Yeah. I couldn't agree with that more. Basically, 
I think for us, it's a bit of an announcement to everybody yeah. of, of where we're going in the next few months. I think there will be a lot of updates coming forward, won't there? A lot yeah, of ideas. Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, I'll, I'll be carrying on with my, my other business, Fraser Allen. You know, I'm still very active with that. But I think there's certainly a link between what I can offer at Fraser Allen and what we can offer together through Th- Shreve Care to ensure that, you know, both industries benefit. Well, Jodie, thank, thank you, very you. Much. And I am absolutely delighted to be working with you and um, some very, very interesting times ahead, I think. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care. <laughs>